I want to welcome you today to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport, an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a part of Pastor Davenport Ministries, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, beacon of light, a non-denominational prayer ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church as well is from the worldwide broadcast studio right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, where today it is a beautiful, bright and sunny day as we step out in faith, believing God for another day in His Word. Hello, I am Pastor Davenport, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast where twice every week I present an exciting new sermon message from God's Word. Sermons on faith and hope and love and the grace of Almighty God. Where we explore the true meaning of spiritual awareness for today's churches. You see, I believe that God has a spiritual awakening for all of us as Christians where God has promised that there would be a spiritual awakening for all churches around the world. So I'd like you to grab your Bible, dust them off, and join with me today for today's message in God's Word. In Ephesians 6, we are instructed to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, we are abomished and urged that petitions and prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving, we offered on behalf of all mankind. You see, prayer... Prayer, my friends, is our responsibility. Prayer must be the foundation of every Christian endeavor. And any failure is a, fa is a prayer failure. I believe it is time that we take that responsibility now and begin to pray for the healing of this nation and this world. Father, in the name of Jesus, I offer up thanksgiving. You have called us to be fellow workmen, joint promoters, and a, a laborer together with you, for you. I pray that those that are listening to this broadcast, those prayer partners, those prayer warriors, those shepherds of prayer, would commit themselves to pray and not be faint, not lose heart or give up in praying for the salvation of the lost of this world. That they would be fearless and confident and bold as we draw near unto the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a good time for every deed 
as we come boldly before your throne and pray for the salvation of those that are lost in this world, that they too might find salvation in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This is the confidence then that we come before you that if anything we ask according to your will, you will hear us. And if we know that you hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that our petitions that we desire of you will be delivered through the authority of Christ Jesus. When we do know that our prayer is offered and how we offer it, worthily as we ought. And we thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness and in our inability to produce results. But yet the Holy Spirit goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of all men and women knows what is in the mind of us via the Holy Spirit. Today, Lord, today our pleas for the salvation of the lost on behalf of all saints according to and in harmony with your will, O God. Today we pray for the salvation of the lost of this world. In Jesus' name we pray, and by thy will let it be done. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. You know, I had a lot of letters come in asking me to repeat uh, one, of my, one of the very first sermons I did on the broadcast called Chaos. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of update that sermon a little bit because it's been over a year. You know, one of the things I noticed about this whole COVID-19 thing is how many of our churches, after a year, are still not open and <laughs> having to go live with our broadcast on the internet you know we we were we were just uh, gospel of faith church was was only closed for maybe three maybe four weeks uh during the beginning of the covid thing um because we're a rural church one of the things that surprised me was the vast number of people who were listening to our sermon messages Twice every week, we had over 300 or so people listening uh, to the broadcast when we first went on the air in one or two countries. And then uh, we had just America and uh, just a few states and then across the United States and then uh, UK. 
And then we were just on Apple and what we call our, our, our host networks was Anchor and Apple hosting us. And now we are, uh, we're on Spotify and 14 other hosting venues. And we are now reaching 10 other countries. And as of last Sunday, uh, we reached the listening audience of 1,021 listeners. Praise God. That's for one program, which was all new, all-time daily high number for us on this broadcast on spiritual awareness through Gospel of Faith Church. And I think if you go back to the, that broadcast for Easter, uh, we're, we're, you know, people are still coming on uh, brand new to our broadcast. They'll go to our, uh, our Easter Sunday uh, a year ago, and right now we're over 5,000 people who have listened to our Easter program. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. One Easter service on Easter Sunday was over 5,000 people have listened to that service. If we could put that in our church, where I don't know where we'd sit them, but praise the Lord. You say, Pastor, how many would you normally have? Well, we, you know, we can't seat that many in our church. I mean, we used to take the pews outside into the parking lot, and, and we had one year, we had 110 people come for our, our, our Easter service. I'd, I, I mean, I, I'd be happy with that at Gospel of Faith Church. But to think that God used chaos that is going on in the world today to take us from 100 to a place of over 1,021 people all around this country and around the world, literally people listening to our Sunday broadcast. That is an awesome thing. That's going out around the internet and people are being saved by the broadcast. Praise God. God has expanded the ministry of Gospel of Faith Church into the homes, into all kinds of places, states, nations, and countries, and a prayer ministry around the world that we weren't there before. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to lift their hands to heaven and shout amen. Hallelujah. I think God deserves our praise and glory for that. You say, Pastor, well, the chaos that's going on, what's, what's God going to do with that? I'll tell you, my friend. I'll tell you what God's going to do with it. He's going to tip it upside down and sideways, turn it inside, turn it outside, and make something marvelous happen for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes we get, it, get to looking at, at what's going on in our world and we get so overwhelmed by it. All that we can think about is that God doesn't know what's going on. I got news for you, my friend. God knows what's going on in your life. Can I just tell you, he knows what's going on in this world. I'm going to tell you in a minute, he's the alpha, the omega. I'm going to describe it to you. If you're going, if you're going looking for God to move in your life, and if you're looking for a, a miracle in your life, you probably don't need to look for a miracle in, in a place of serenity or peace in your life. If you've got peace in, 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 of mind and you've got tr tranquility in your life, if your body is healthy, you're working out in the gym, if you're pumping iron, if, you, if you've got things happening physically, you're in great shape, you've got a good job going on, you've got great marriage going on, your kids are finally moved out of the house and you, you're happy and you're peaceful, 
whatever it is going on in your life and it seems like everything is okay, you probably don't need a miracle right now. But you get to the doctor's report and you'll need a miracle. That's that's when you need to hit your knees. That's when you need that miracle in your life. You get a notice from your employer. You get that little pink slip and you'll need a miracle. You have something happen to you and all of a sudden chaos comes into your life and you'll, and you'll look like, oh God, God, where are you? I need a miracle in my life today. It would be really cool if God showed up on every one of our, our worst days. But understand something. There are some days that he lets us go on by ourselves. I'm not saying that he leaves us completely. But every mom and dad in this place that I'm talking to you right now and the sound of my voice has ever raised kids, you know that at some point you want that kid to be able to do for themselves. You want them to be able to make some decisions for themselves. You want them to be able to act a certain way by themselves, not because mom is telling them to or dad is telling them to, but because mom and dad is telling them this is what you need to do. He is, listen, he is our heavenly father. And there comes a place in, in our Christian walk with God where he ought not to have to have him poking and prodding us every step of the way to get us to do what it is that he's called us to do or live the way that he has called us to live. <coughs> Excuse me. I was really concerned about this whole COVID thing. <coughs> Pardon me. Had the heater on in the studio too much. I got to thinking, what if folks don't show back up at the church after this is all over? And I mentioned it to a friend of mine in the ministry, another pastor, and I said, you know, it's been a long time since I was preaching in the church. <coughs> Excuse me again. I'm concerned about these two months, these so this last year, and and what what's gonna what about people falling away from the church? Many of them not returned. And you know what the pastor told me? And and, and it's kind of cold. I mean, really, okay, it's kind of cold. I didn't I didn't like the answer. I'm just gonna tell you the answer that he told me right now. I didn't like the answer, and you're not going to like it either. He said, Pastor, he said, Pastor Damport, if if they fall away, your church never had them to begin with. I thought that was kind of cold. But then the more I thought about it, the more he was right. If all it took was a was a year or or, or eight or ten months of not being in church for somebody to, to go another direction and tell God, I don't need you anymore, God. And not let church be something that's important to them. If that's all it took for a few uh, a few months sitting at home watching church on a television or or on an iPad or listening to this broadcast, whatever it was, realize that maybe things just weren't right in their life to begin with. Listen, I love recording this broadcast so you can hear it. But you need the fellowship of brothers and sisters in Christ. You need to come and praise and worship in life in the church. You need to feel the Holy Spirit move in the spirit of church. 
Forsake not the fellowshipping of one another together in the assemblies of the church. In those areas of our lives where things are not stable, things are not right, we need God to move. Realize that maybe things aren't so right in your life. I believe with all my heart today that if we're looking for God to move and we're looking for a miracle in our lives, we need to look for God to move in those areas of our lives where things are not stable, that things are not right. God, I'm not where I want to be in my walk with you. I'm not where I want to be in my marriage or I'm not where I want to be with my job or I'm unemployed right now. We begin to look at the different areas of our lives where we admit we need God's help. And that's where and when he shows up in our lives and he guides and he directs. If I can tell you right now, I talked to someone just the other day. I miss my church. So many people have told me that. I miss the fellowship. I miss the music. I miss singing. I miss, I miss hugging my, my brothers and sisters in Christ. They miss the fellowship. People are saying it all the time. I'm God, I'm not where I want to be in my walk with you. I'm not where I want to be. We begin to look at different areas of our lives where we admit we need God's help. And, and that's where and when we he shows up in our lives. I've had people tell it. Over and over, and God, I need God. I don't need a God. I need God. And some people say, I'm doing pretty good all by myself. Well, good. But one day, you're going to need God. Well, I've lived on this planet long enough and been around those people long enough to have them almost begging me, begging me to come and pray with them. When it's all just about over them. You see, we don't live in a perfect world, do we? Do we? We have serenity in some areas of our lives. But all of us have chaos in some other areas of our lives. Listen, think about it. Some people say, no, 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 I've got all this. Going really well for me right now. Well, that's great. That's what you need to focus on, actually. The good stuff that's happening in your life, you really should focus on the, all of that. But what are you going to focus on when chaos, when chaos hits you? When chaos hits you, slam, bam, and all of a sudden it drags you down. Then what? Then what happens? You need God. In your life. Just recently I had someone telling me, well, what's going right? There's been so much going wrong that I've had to tell myself laying in bed at night. But let's just think. They said I had to just tell myself, just think what's going right right now. I started thinking about what's going right and what was keeping them awake before this other stuff is putting them to sleep. They said, and I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping like a baby because I'm not focused on the chaos. I'm focused on what's right in my life. That's what you have to do, church. You have to focus on what's right in your life, not what's wrong. If you look at all the darkness, you'll never see the light. Are you listening to me? 
God wants that to happen in your life. Can I just tell you this morning, here is where God want, could, would want you to work in your, your life if we'll let him. And that is the chaos in, you, in our lives. The psalmist says the nations are in chaos around the world and their kingdoms will crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth will melt in Psalms 46 verse 6. In other words, it just all falls at, at his feet. It crumbles. It melts. It may look like chaos. It may look like the worst thing in the world is happening to you and your family and the world that you live on. Kingdoms are crumbling. Chaos is everywhere around us. But if you listen to God's voice, listen to the thunder of the Lord, he'll begin to melt all that stuff away. He'll settle the dust around you. And you'll begin watching all this chaos that's happening in our world today. It'll drag you down. It'll cause you to doubt your faith in God if you watch it long enough. I had a good friend one tell me, if you have negative, 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 listening in the right ear, negative all the time, that's all you'll hear. That's all you'll speak is negative. But if you listen to the positive, the positive voice within you, that's the Holy Spirit speaking. Then all of a sudden, if you keep hearing positive, 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 pretty soon you'll start speaking the positiveness of the Holy Spirit. If you start watching all this stuff, turn your television off, turn your radio to Christian music and listen to what the Lord has for you. It will cause you to, to begin to speak positiveness. It will make you want to, 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 to go to the Lord. You need to understand something about God when we evoke when we evoke God into the midst of that chaos things will begin to melt away things begin to come together God speaks to the situation and the problem that was so big before and the chaos that was so destructive just falls away hallelujah glory to God woo I'm telling you right now when you have the holy ghost when you have the holy spirit working with you the chaos moves and the peace and the tranquility of God fills the void where the chaos was. Now we've got that COVID-19 thing going on. We've had over 500,000 people in this country die as a result of it to date. That's the number that we've been giving us anyway. That's what they tell us. I don't doubt it. I'm just saying that I don't know if it could be exactly accurate or not. I don't know. There's a lot of things that come into play when they decide who and what and all of that. But I've got to tell you this this morning, my friends. I just wonder what would happen in this nation and around the world. You know, we were told that we couldn't have church, but yet the liquor stores were open. The strip joints were open on, on the Vegas Strip. It wasn't just one church. Thousands and thousands and thousands of churches around the world were told they had to close up. Churches that have taken it all the way to the Supreme Court, and now the Supreme Court says you can't stop them from having church, but yet, yet the churches are still closed. Why is that? Why? Why? Because there's a pandemic in the world. 
This is not the first plague on the face of this planet. God sent the, sent the angel of death down into Egypt and he saved, he saved Israel from that plague. You know what I have not heard yet? Because there is no scripture where God said, if my people, listen to me, there's a scripture where God said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves uh, and they will pray uh, and seek my face, uh, then will I hear from heaven and will I heal their land. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, no government, uh, no nation in this world can do more than the body of Christ uh, when we decide that we will take 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 and put it into action by the body of Christ. Uh, and we will, by his name, we shall humble ourselves and pray and seek the face of our God. Then will our God from heaven hear our pleas and heal our land Glory to God. Woo, I'm telling you right now, church, it is time that the Christians of this world, the body of Christ, not every, I'm talking about every denomination, every non-denomination, every believer of every faith, hit their knees and begin to pray. Chaos, be moved in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, let the calm and the tranquility and the peace of God Heal our land in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands to heaven, someone, and give God praise this day? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know that I haven't seen, and I, I, and I love my brothers and sisters and pastors all around the nation, around the world, but I have not seen a unified effort of prayer from anybody. Maybe without a specific denomination, a group of churches, I have not seen a nationwide call to prayer other than one day that a, a, a president announced that this was going to be a day of prayer last year. I'm telling you now, if these other people will take their anger and their destruction and their, and their chaos to the streets... Why in the world has not the church not risen up and said, I'll pray, I'll seek God's face, I'll stand in the gap. In the Old Testament, he said, behold, I look for a man to stand in the gap. And an old prophet said, send me, send me, send me, God, I'll stand in the gap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo, I'm telling you right now, where is the spirit of believer that says that God can work in the midst of chaos and he can bring about a healing that would declare to all nations that he is God. He alone is worthy of our praise and he ought to recognize him, not science, not all these other things, getting all the credit for some immunization that might come along, but perhaps where God would deliver us from the pestilence, that plague that's in our world today. Do you know that historically God healed the pestilence in the world time and time again? Whew, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Give God praise and glory today. Hallelujah. I want you to look into the scripture. You'll find over and over and over again where he healed this disease, healed and a disease after. You know, the Bible tells us that when Jesus was walking, the terra firma of this world for three and a half years. When he went through these towns, through their villages, he healed all of their diseases. 
There was never anyone that went to Jesus for healing who didn't get it. It was a woman with an issue of blood. She'd had it for 12 years. It was a, a despised lepers. It was a man without eyesight. There was never anything that Jesus couldn't heal. I believe that if the believers that are in this world would rise up, become who they have been called to be, and go to prayer, <coughs> excuse me, and go to seeking the face of God, I believe God would give us a miracle. You know that these churches, we've been allowed to have 10 people. So why not 10 people at a time having around the clock prayer 24-7, 24-7 for the last two months in every church, in every state, in every nation around the world? Wouldn't that have been something if every church in this nation would have said, you know what, we can't have a church, but we can have every prayer every hour of every day of every week. What did Jesus say about the house of God? He said that should he have called house of prayer where people come and they intercede the chaos that's going on in the world and they pray for God to bring about a healing. Where is that healing? Where is that house of prayer? Voices of chaos. Whew, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm telling you today, church, where are we? Where is the body of Christ? You need to go. Pastors, saints of God, go to your church. Take the chain off the front doors and say to the pastors, call them on the phone and say, come unlock this door. We need to have a round-the-clock prayer, praying for this pandemic, this plague that the devil has put upon our country and around our world. I'm still here. I'm catching my breath. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Voices of chaos say things like hopeless. They say death. They say ruin. They say disaster. I'm telling you right now, I have, jeez, I, I, uh, I'm telling you. I have, I have a, a member of our church. I can't say her name. She's a nurse. She know, she'll know who she is. She's a nurse. She works at, at uh can I say that? She works at a hospital in Prescott. This poor girl, she's, she's worked so hard to become a nurse, and she has to put people in body bags. People say to me all the time, well, I don't know. I think it's a conspiracy. I, I don't think COVID is all that bad. Let me tell you something. This poor, this poor child has to put people in body bags every day, every shift that she's on. She has, to, she has to zip people up in body bags. Their family can't even go in and, and hold their hand as they die. You don't think it's that bad, huh? Well, try three, four, five, ten people a day that she has to put into body bags. People say it all the time. Hopeless, death, ruin, disaster. But then the Bible says that God's voice thunders. When God's voice thunders, it just shuts the mouths of the naysayers. It shuts the mouth and the voices that speak into this world that say the only thing that can operate in this world is chaos. God defeated all of that on the day of creation. He defeated chaos on the day, and he'll <coughs> defeat chaos in your life today if you'll let him, if you'll just invite him into your life today. In Jesus' name. No matter how, 
the world may seem, the underlying chaos is always there. We continue in America and around the world in a state of chaos. The only true peace is with God. We walk, we talk, we live by the ordinance of God. To truly know, to truly believe, to truly live by the ways of the Lord, one must be saved and live a life dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never known that life, or perhaps you've fallen away, today I pray for you, those that are listening to the sound of my voice, for renewed fellowship. Father, you hasten your word to perform it. And I believe and I confess that those that are listening who may have fallen away, or Lord, who are on that teeter-totter of faith, I believe that they are still a disciple of Christ, taught of you, Lord, and obedient to your will. For greater is he that is within us than who he who is of the world. Greater is he or her peace and their undisturbed composure. For they who listen to this broadcast of spiritual awareness and of gospel of faith has you in person for their teacher. For they have listened and learned from you and have come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They continue to hold to things that they have learned and, and of which they are convinced. For truly, Lord, right now this world has many confused. But yet from childhood they've had knowledge of and, and been equated with the Word, the Holy Word, the Word of God. That which is able to instruct them and give them the understanding of their salvation, which comes through faith in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray that you would heal them and lead them and, re and recompass them and restore comfort to them. And I pray, Jesus, that you would give them eternal life once again. For we know that our salvation is a, a, a joyous walk, that we walk each and every day continually. And I pray that they would never lose it or, or perish throughout the ages all the way through eternity. I pray that they will never, by any means, destroy that walk with you, Father, that you have given them to Jesus Christ. You are greater and mightier than all else. No one is able to snatch those that are listening to the sound of my voice out of your hand. And I pray and I believe that they that are listening to the sound of my voice right now comes to their senses and escapes out of the snare of the devil 
was held them hostage and captive, and that those are listening to the sound of my voice would judge themselves. And in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, and every hindering spirit, you are bound in their lives, and you must take your hands away from them for they are fellow heirs with Jesus Christ. And I recommit them on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. And I say this in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, if you were just, if you're in the sound of my voice, in one of those 10 countries, wherever you are, lift your hands up straight to heaven. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he has us meet again on these airways. Next time. God bless you. We here at Spiritual Awareness love you and love fellowshipping with you. God bless you. In Jesus' name we pray.